in love God has equipped you for ministry. Now you can see that today we're continuing this theme of the body of Christ, a body of love, a body of authority, a body of power, a body where everybody is seeking to fulfill their ministries, working together for the common good. What we are going to do today is to focus on the particular grace that God gives us for whatever he calls us to do. Now, if we go back to the beginning of the first week of prayer, we talked about the fact that we have a human nature, but God has given us a divine nature. Now, if we are to fulfill the will and purpose of God, we have to use this divine nature. We have to use the life and power of the Holy Spirit within us. And I've just alluded to this in these last two or three days while we've been talking about the body of Christ, but now we're going to focus on the particular grace that God will give to each one of us for the ministries that he calls calls us to fulfill. Let me just take um, two of the, the ministries that are mentioned by Paul. A pastor and an evangelist. Now, these are two distinctive ministries, and there are very few people that, that actually are good pastors and good evangelists, because they're two different anointings. An evangelist is used by God, especially to bring people into the kingdom of God, so they become members of the body of Christ, so that they are saved that Christ comes to live in them by the power of the Spirit. Uh, Evangelists can be very confrontational because that's part of the anointing. And, you know, if you have a a group of people like uh, in the college, we would send students out uh, witnessing in different ways on the streets and and going from house to house and so on. Uh, And you would find that the same people We're always bringing people to Christ because of the anointing that is upon them. Now, it doesn't mean that the the ministry of the others was of no use because whoever goes out with the word of God is sowing seeds. But what an evangelist is, is really a reaper. He's reaping usually where others have sown. And often many other people have sown into a person's life. And then along comes the evangelist and reaps. And, and instead of those that have been sowing, say, oh, why didn't that person come to the Lord when I, when I ministered to him? You just need to be thankful. Well, you played your part in sowing and the other guy has fulfilled his ministry in reaping. The pastor is a leader who cares for those that the evangelist has brought into the church. Now, of course, every pastor should have an element of of, of being an evangelist within his ministry. I'm not making these two completely separate things, but I'm saying that, that the, um, the evangelist doesn't really have that care for those once they're in. He's too busy bringing more in to the body, whereas the pastor is there to care for them, to lead them, to make disciples of those that the evangelist has won. 
Uh, and so that's his particular anointing, and God anoints him to do that. Uh, he becomes a teacher of the word. He becomes someone who can help people to see how to apply the word in their lives so that they can grow and develop in their discipleship. So God will grace the evangelist for what he is doing, and he will grace the pastor for what he's doing. Uh, you wouldn't want to listen to an unanointed prophet. There are such people, let me tell you. and They go around sowing a lot of division and judgment. Uh, God will never speak in judgment. Prophecy in the uh, New Testament is very different from prophecy in the Old Testament because Jesus has already borne the judgment we deserve on the cross. So God will, will, will sometimes speak with conviction. He'll speak with, he'll speak with correction, but he won't speak with judgment. He won't speak with condemnation over either individuals or over con or congregations. An anointed prophet is someone really hears what God is saying, but he also delivers the message in the love with which God speaks to his people. And when, when, when a message is brought in love, then people are able to hear and receive and respond to what is said. When, when somebody comes along with a, a word that isn't really uh, anointed uh, and it's a word of condemnation and judgment, then people car away. They're, they're, they're not actually helped. They're not, they're not released into what God wants very opposite. They just feel ashamed. They just feel miserable uh, as a result of, uh, of something that hasn't really come from the heart of God. So there's no time for us to go through all the different ministries. But you see, God has given you a ministry, as we saw yesterday, to do the very things he puts in front of you to do. Now, God will always grace you to do that. He will always grace you to speak the words, to, he'll give you the words to speak, even when you're confronting somebody, you're, you're in conversation with someone, and, you know, they might be telling you some problem uh, in their life, and you think, goodness, what on earth can I say uh, in, 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 in relation to this? And then, you know, somehow the Holy Spirit just drops something into your mind, and, and, and you find yourself saying something and thinking to yourself at the same time, this is good. I never thought of saying that myself. And this is the Holy Spirit, you see, working through you, the Holy Spirit ministering through you. What's happening? Something of your divine nature is now being expressed and used. God knows that it's impossible for you to fulfill his will with your human nature. Yes, your human nature has to express the divine nature. And your human nature, in some senses, limits that divine nature in a way that it was not limited in the ministry of Jesus. We've seen that clearly. But he never expects you to fulfill anything that he asks you to do by depending upon yourself. Jesus said a very, very important statement. The flesh gives birth to the flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Now, the flesh is your natural life. This is your human life. It's not just that your physical body, it's your natural human soulless life. The flesh can only give birth to the flesh. The flesh, your, your natural life, cannot give birth to anything of the spirit. Jesus says that. But 
the spirit gives birth to the spirit. So God has put his spirit within you to enable you to know what to do in the spirit, not only knowing what to do, but actually enabling you to do it. So he gives you the words to speak, even when you're in a conversation. And sometimes you can just be having a normal conversation with someone, and then you find yourself saying things and you think, why am I saying this? Why am I talking about this? How is it that we've got onto this subject? And somehow God is actually ministering through you, even perhaps without you realizing it at first. He is speaking something into other people's lives uh, that he knows they need to hear. It isn't that we're always used consciously. God can use us sort of subconsciously without us being aware of the way in which God is using us when we are living with our human nature really submitted to our spiritual nature. That spiritual nature kicks in and begins to work through us in ways that sometimes we don't appreciate, we don't realize at the time. But God wants us always to depend upon him to trust the Lord with all our hearts and not lean on our own understanding. He, he wants us to understand the Holy Spirit is given to you so that everything that I ask you to do, I want you to do in the Spirit, not in the flesh. I want you to do in my life, in my love, in my power, not in your own love or your own power. You, you, you do it in my name. You do it on my behalf. You do it for my glory. To, to fulfill my purpose for your life. So God has his will and purpose for you. And that's going to grow and develop as a result of these three weeks of prayer. But, but also subsequent to that, I, I believe God is going to move even more freely by his spirit in the body of Christ in this place so that our ministries continue to grow and develop and become more and more effective and powerful. Now, the... the uh, Some total of all this is that when the Spirit of God works through us, we bear fruit. And Jesus talks about this being fruit that will last, fruit that has an eternal dimension, because it's actually fruit that has been initiated and and put into practice by the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. And the purpose of every branch in the vine, Jesus says, is to bear much fruit. And he even prunes the uh, branches, the fruitful branches to make them more fruitful still. So don't be upset if you find that God is pruning you and cutting things out of your life that he knows you'd be much better without and will make you more powerful, more effective in fulfilling the plan and purpose that God has for you. And know that God is always willing willing to give you the grace that you need. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I know there's going to be things that I have to do that day that are going to be difficult. But I say, well, Lord, I thank you that by the end of the day, you will have given me the grace to do those things. And and I will be able to come to bed tonight saying, thank you, Lord, for your enabling. Because he never fails us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And nothing in the whole of creation can separate us from his love. So let us believe that God is going to enable us to fulfill everything that he wants us to do as his body. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.